0: I spoke with FarmLink's Neil Townsend following the release of the report.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if they hit the surprise uh, category, but, I mean, they did lower canola significantly from, you know, the earlier report that came out. Uh, so this one is the model-based. I mean, uh, you can kind of read the details of it. I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's basically uh, traditionally they've relied on surveys, and about three or four years ago they started this model-based one biggest difference between the model base and the survey base is the survey is as of sort of the end of July and the model base is more kind of like, what is it right now? Mm -hmm. So you would think that the crop kind of uh, particularly canola maybe deteriorated a little further. There was some rain, but I think that came too late for, for canola. So the big number that kind of stands out in this report is that is the 12.8 million ton canola production. And that's down 2 million tons from the, uh, the, report that they put out on August 30th, which was up till July
0: 31st. You know, it seems like weather certainly was a big theme.
1: Weather was a huge theme. I mean, this was a very, very tough year for many farmers across western Canada. Um, The Saskatchewan production numbers, which came out last week, were kind of eye-opening with very low, you know, provincial yields. Um, Those aren't maybe official, official numbers because it's just 200 crop scouts, but still, you know, there was some pretty dire conditions, and it's really limited the production of key commodities in Western Canada.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess, what about in Manitoba? Um, Your thoughts on the numbers coming out for that province?
1: Well, Manitoba is definitely, uh, you know, there are bad parts of Manitoba, but there's also some, you know, trend or even above trend parts of Manitoba, so The numbers in Manitoba are are not quite as as bad. I mean, the Red River Valley uh, would have been, you know, south of Winnipeg, would have been maybe a little bit harder hit, uh, and also the interlake area above Winnipeg. Um, And, you know, I I can't speak to any particular farmer, so some farmers had okay crops and some farmers definitely suffered. But I think Manitoba, you know, isn't quite outside of a few regions of manitoba it's not as widespread difficulties as faced by sort of like the southern alberta and and saskatchewan in general but there are bad parts of manitoba so uh but i think the good thing for manitoba is that some farmers grow corn and soybeans and they have definitely been improved by sort of the late season rain and the august rain so you know, they have slightly better uh, production prospects than maybe what we would have thought of on August 1st.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You mentioned canola earlier in the interview, um, you know, anticipated to be kind of the lowest level since 2010. Um, Your thoughts when you see that?
1: Well, it's going to be a big predicament because, uh, you know, the demand structure both domestically and offshore for canola sort of suggests we need, you know, Ballparkish, like 20 to 22 million tons of of uh, supply, and, I mean, we're just not going to have that. We're going to have somewhere, if we're lucky, between, uh, you know, 14 and 15 million tons, maybe closer to 15 million tons, depending on the ending stocks. And, and that's just a scenario where, um, you know, we have to do significant demand rationing.
0: You kind of started in on this a little bit, but the market impacts of, um, you know, what you're seeing uh, in today's report...
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that the high price structure that we've seen for most of the commodities will remain. Now, again, speaking specifically for maybe Manitoba and uh, corn and soybean farmers, I think that, you know, the crop in the United States right now, which they're just entering into the harvest phase, uh, it is perceived as being bigger than expected. I mean, the, it escaped most of the drought and, you know, there were some heavy rains and stuff, but, you know, we'll wait and see. But, The fact that the market perceives it to be sort of a better crop than expected has sort of weighed on corn and soybean prices. The final results might dictate something else, but for canola and for spring wheat and for, you know, lentils and pulses, I mean, you know, Canada is such a key producer of those that the price structure is going to be very attractive for the year. Now, unfortunately, many farmers don't have product to take advantage of those prices, but it, it should set us up for... You know, potentially some good opportunities to make some sales on new crop, uh, like uh, 2022 production. Um, But, you know, the canola price has to kill more demand, in my opinion. So canola prices will probably remain high throughout the entire marketing year and into next year.
0: And uh, I guess in general, uh, what are you hearing in terms of how harvest is going across the prairies?
1: Oh, um, the prairie pr- harvest is going very good. I mean, I think you know, there in some areas, unfortunately, there isn't a lot of product to get off the field, so it's it's wrapping up. Uh, and then in Manitoba, we're probably just you know in the early early stages of uh, of thinking about uh, sort of like harvesting corn and soybeans. But I, I I think that we haven't had any really terrible weather, and uh, it should be uh, you know we should get the crop off without uh, without much difficulty from here on out.
0: That was Links Neil Townsend with his thoughts following the latest Stats Canada model-based principal field crop estimates report. That's it for the Prairie Ag Wire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Candace Dirksen and thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon. The Prairie Ag Wire will return Thursday on the Golden West Farm Network.